Welcome to the Ferris Love Shrine podcast, where we share spiritual and practical ideas for how to live family life with a beautiful, self-sacrificing love. In this episode, we're talking with Pilar Caranti, a certified professional life coach who focuses on helping couples raising their families. Welcome, Pilar. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for having me in your podcast. Yes, of course. So before we start, why don't you just tell us a little bit of your background before we dive into our discussion today? Well, the first things I, I would like to say is that, um, you know, I am from Argentina, Argentina originally, although I have lived here for, you know, 26 years. So I, I came a little late. I mean, I came when I was 22, so I have a little bit of an accent still, so quite a bit. And, you know, my, my English doesn't flow as, as the Spanish, but anyhow, uh, I've been married for 27 years and I am... Um, we have six children. We live in Houston, Texas, uh, since you know, you know, twenty-five years or so. Mm-hmm. So, well, we have made this our home, and uh, my children are, you know, twenty-six through uh, fifteen. So, you know, the babies. Uh, we are only with the baby at home right now, so we are adjusting to this new life. Mm-hmm. But anyway, enjoying that very much. And um, my husband and I, uh, we have been uh, involved in you know, and many uh, things related to the family. We have done family enrichment several years. We headed the Texas family enrichment here in in, in this area. We uh, organize vacations for families in Beaver Creek, Colorado, which is called Family Summer, which is an awesome vacation. So um, so anyway, you can check that if, you, if you're interested for next year for the 2023 and um what else yes and a few years ago since i had a background uh, in psychology i decided to go uh, and do some uh, life coaching and training so that i can help uh, you know people better you know so that that's what, what i do and um, i also give some lectures you know regarding parenting topics i guess that's how you pick my name up Yep. So perfect. I love it. So, and one of the things that you're kind of passionate about, you've got a lot of blog posts about it. And I've noticed you, you give a lot of ton of talks on this topic is kind of helping parents form the wills of their children. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious just to kind of start us off. Why do you find this to be so important for parents today? Um, I think it's crucial to focus on this um, on this you know topic of forming the will because as you know maybe getting like a baseball uh, analogy you know you have the, the basis and when you're raising your kids you have to try to cover all the bases okay and um, you know we have to try and 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 look at our, our children you know from the point of view of uh, you know, that they are human persons that have intelligence and will and emotions. So we have to focus on all those, you know, we have to provide an integral education that, that takes into consideration all the aspects. And I think that um, for most parents, you know, when, when talking about education of the children, um, they focus on you know, that they get good grades, that they learn a language, that they learn math. And, you know, when they're older, that they have a, you know, they go to a good university, that they have a, you know, a professional degree. But um, they, they, there's a lot of emphasis put in the, in the knowing, okay, and that is the intelligence. And um, we have to realize that to, to, to know, we have to want to know. So and wanting is an activity of the will. 
So in, in order to, to, to want to know, you have to form the will. And if you form the will, uh, then there will be no problem in knowing and, and achieving the other things. So that's mm-hmm. why it is so important. Okay. Yeah. And, and what I mean by, by forming the will is, yeah. um, you know, maybe that was your, your, your next question, which is yeah. usually comes from this is, um, you know, how do you form the will? What is it? What, what, what is it exactly? And what I mean is that you form the will by growing in virtue. Okay. Mm-hmm. And a virtue, what is it a virtue? You know, the, the typical kind of definition is a good habit that improves the operation of the will and of the intelligence. And how do you, um, you know, form a, a good habit? Um, you know, by the repetition of acts. That's mm-hmm. basically. But uh, that, that allow man to act, uh, you know, or grant man the easiness to act in a certain way. Uh, for example, like saying the truth in the case of sincerity or thinking of others in the case of generosity. But we have to realize that one act only mm-hmm. doesn't suppose virtue, nor some acts repeated randomly or in a certain circumstance or, you know, or without u- the use of our will. We have to know that virtue supposes a repetition of acts with purpose. Mm-hmm. Okay, knowing what it, uh, knowing what it's done and why it is done and wanting to to act like this in any circumstance or or environment, whether others are present or not. Okay, yeah. So so basically, that is how you form the will, you know, by growing in virtue and you know. So the virtue are these the repetition of acts. So um, you can grow in this by by um, the demand of another person or by self demand. So we, as parents, have to demand from our uh, children certain things to help them grow in virtue. Sure. That makes sense. Do you have um, certain virtues that you think are really important, maybe for certain age levels or certain uh, developmental levels for children that you think, okay, like when they're very young, start with this. And then as they, you know, reach level of maturity, you can touch on this. I don't know. For sure, yes. So the, the virtues that I think are, 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 you know, I mean, all virtues are important, of course, but I think order is um, one of the virtues that uh, is the, the, the basis of the other b- virtues. Mm. And um, so you start with like material order, but uh, because that's the easier, the easiest way to start with the little kids. And some people neglect the material order without realizing how important it is. This is the basis of um, that material order is the basis of the order of, in the ideas mm. and in the affections. Mm. Okay? okay. So I deal with some people that really do not know how to prioritize, for example. Mm. They do not know how to write a report uh, for their work or for school. And it's because, you know, their life is a mess, so to speak. Oh, in a way. So if you set the foundation right with material order, mm-hmm. um, and, and this doesn't mean that we have to be obsessive, no, right? Because virtue is, 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 a, is a means between two extreme extremes. So, so if we start with this, you know, with, with material order in, in the little things, um, that sets the, the, the foundation for them to be able to live order in the ideas mm-hmm. and in the affections, which is so important, right? Sure. As yeah. an adult to have those two things, you know, in order, so to speak. 
Mm-hmm. And so that virtue, you, you develop it, you know, the, you have, uh, you know, the, the um, human beings have a, um, a, a better predisposition, so to speak, to learn these virtues with much more ease mm-hmm. when they are very young, like from zero to seven. Okay. This doesn't. This is a guideline. Okay. You learn it with more ease. I said. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't mean that you um, you cannot learn to be orderly. You know, when you're older, but it will take more effort. Okay. Sure. And then the next virtue that I think is very important is the virtue of um, fortitude. Okay. Sure. Which is like the the, the prime time to develop this virtue is from seven to 12 years old. And think about right now, you know, the, the, everything that, you know, the, the, the kind of society that we are raising the children, which mm-hmm. is not the same that, that from the society of a few years ago when I was in the thick of raising my, you know, my children. You know, it seems that things are changing by the minute here in this society, mm-hmm. right? With the gender ideology and, and uh, you know, um, technology and everything that that brings about. So um, we definitely have to create this, uh, I mean, to educate our children in this virtue of fortitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is key so that they are able to resist the you know the influence of the um, of the you know of the environment sure yeah so um so really it is a key virtue i would say this these two for sure yeah how do you i think order is a little easier some people when they hear that like okay i know what i can do like i can have my kid make his bed or i can have my daughter pick up her toys and like you start living order in that way but fortitude is a little more i think abstract for some people so what would be some ways in which you can kind of help kind of train, develop fortitude in your child? Yeah, this is a great question because it's true. People do not connect some of the things, you know, in my coaching, when I, when I work with moms, this comes up a lot and they don't realize, you know, well, so what things should I do? Because, because we have been, you know, I come from another country, so I haven't been raised exactly like this, but, you know, here I've noticed that many parents, you know, this is an affluent country, you know, a first world country that everything comes easy, you know, you need something, you go get it, you nowadays you know when you you buy it on amazon you know it's like instant gratification you get to the car you know you you give them the ipad before you know a few years ago it was the screen on the tv you know mm-hmm. so so those are things that that people do not really grasp uh, what is so so the thi- the the I, I there are three things that i think that can help parents to develop this virtue and one of the thing is is to make them do things that require effort Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, um, for example, here in Houston, it's so hot, you know, even now. Okay. So maybe 90 degrees. So it's like, have your kids mow the lawn. Okay. Mm. Or if you have a yard man, don't do that, but, you know, have them, you know, uh, clean the flower beds or, you know, trim the ivy or, or the, you know, or, or the bushes, you know, have them do things that require effort. Mm. Um, you know, in, in, in places like Chicago, it will be, you know, 
plowing the, the, the snow or shoveling the snow, right? Some, yeah. some of those things that, that we, are use, we, we, we tend to do everything for our kids uh, and, and pamper them. And no, it's, it's too hard. And uh, we grab the backpack if we were walking from school. I see that in my neighborhood. And I said, why don't you allow your child to, you know, take his heavy backpack? It's right. as simple as that. And it's not a big deal. It's not that, oh, if you take your backpack, you know, but why are you going to take the backpack? You know, mm-hmm. he should carry his own backpack or, or you know, prepare his own lunch. So, um, you know, I took cer- up to a certain extent, I would say the lunch, but, you know, make them do things that require effort that, you know, make them sweat. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the things that is is key. Um, And um, the other one, the second one is to, you have to teach them delay gratification, Mm. not give them everything. You know, you don't go to the, 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 you know, a five minute trip to the grocery store and you take a snack. Mm. Okay. I discovered the, the snack situation when I came here with my kids. I mean, there was always a snack for anything. I mean, no, just... Just make them, you know, put up with, with, you know, with hunger, with thirst. Well, this doesn't mean I, I got this question once. It's like, okay, we have to, you know, kill them of thirst. No, I mean, you're, you're not going to do that, right? But um, it's important that, that we, um, we teach them delay gratification, not give them everything instantly. And this is important now more than ever because mm-hmm. technology has allowed us to have things like right now. Yeah, you know, for everything. So we have to teach them delayed gratification, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and allowing them to 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 suffer a little bit and not have everything they want, even the the shoes they want. You know, just not not mm-hmm. the thirst or or the you know the hunger, but you know, not have the things that they 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 would like to have right away. Mm-hmm. And the third tip I would say is to be countercultural. Mm. And to be countercultural, um, you need to have a strong family culture. Mm-hmm. So I think that is very important to um, to make an effort, a conscientious effort, I would say, to build your family culture, mm-hmm. build up your family culture. And you, when you have a strong family culture, you can be countercultural because right. you know where you are. You know who you are. You know what your family is like and what you stand for. Mm-hmm. So um, I always think of this that when I, you know, after a few, several years of living here, I, I was going to visit my family in Argentina. I have lots of nieces and nephews. And I, and I did see a lot, um, you know, how hard it was for my, my siblings to raise their kids because be, going uh, count, uh, against the current over there was a little bit more difficult because, you know, so to speak, everybody was Catholic. So Mm -hmm. if everybody, um, most of the people are Catholic, at least in their environment where where they were raising up the children, but everybody, for example, allowed their children to go on, on dance parties or to discos until, you know, starting at midnight and coming back at five in the morning. So it was very difficult for them to go against the current in that environment. However, I thought, well, how wonderful it is for us to live in the States because for us, in a way, it's much easier to go countercultural because um, here people seem to be more tolerant, okay? 
uh, in a way there's more tolerance, which can be, you know, the, the okay. flip side is not a little bit bad sometimes, but, you know, so they would say, no, you know, the Karantis don't go to sleepovers. Okay. Oh, because they are from another country or because they, you know, they're Catholic, they don't do that. So, I mean, it's kind of easier because mm. the, 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 there's more variety here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, so, but I, I would encourage, and I was talking with a young mom the other day that said, I, I told her, why do you want your children to become? That is mm. something very important that, that there's some kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm opening a parenthesis here, but I think it's important about, um, you know, th- th- I have like five big ideas in parenting. Okay. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, beginning with the end in mind, like uh, Stephen Covey says in, in, in his book, is okay. it's very important. What do you want your children to become? Okay. okay. Uh, so you have to constantly kind of recheck and um, refocus and say, okay, by allowing this, am I going towards that direction of my mm-hmm. end goal for my family? By doing this or by not doing it, am I, you know, you know, mm-hmm. does this take me to to the end that I want for my children? Okay. So um, anyway, that is one of the the things of the big ideas that I that I think is is important. But so so when you want to be countercultural, you think, oh well, maybe I give them the phone or or I buy them a you know. Um, not the phone, but you know the. Uh, for example, uh, if the kids are little and and everybody has the the well, not everybody has the Wii now. I don't know which one is the, oh, is the one. Yeah. one of those. One of those, uh, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, video games. So mm-hmm. uh, if everybody has them, well, then my child doesn't have anybody to talk with at school because he cannot talk about Pokemon because he doesn't know about it and and he's being he's isolated. But I said, okay. What is it that, I mean, do you want your child to be like that Mm -hmm. or not? Well, if he doesn't have anybody to talk to, too bad, you know, just look around. It it will make, imply a little bit more effort on your part to look for, you know, like-minded families that are trying to raise the kids like this and, you know, invite them over. Or even if they are not like-minded, but, you know, um, invite them over and, you know, introduce them to other things. Okay, and in that way, you are building your family culture too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So anyway, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, I think I think that's great, and that's really that's really concrete. Like three really concrete ideas for people to kind of take um, and think through. I'm curious, like from your own raising your own children, but also with the people that you're kind of hope, helping coach, what does it look like if a child has a well formed will versus kind of a malformed will? Like how you know, like how do parents know, like Am I am I doing this right? Like, or does this? Do I need to focus a little more on this child? Or yeah, yeah, that's that's a great question. I am, um, you know, I can immediately tell when I invite two families over. I can immediately tell mm-hmm. uh, which kids are, you know, are have been raised well and which ones haven't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so a child that, you know, if you're giving in to everything that, that this world has to offer right now, mm-hmm. and you are not uh, educating them in, in, in fortitude and in sobriety, you know, if you're not delaying gratification, if you're giving them what they want, if you are not making them do things that require effort, um, 
you know, if you are not being culture cultural, you 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 will have to think about, okay, what am I doing here? Okay, mm-hmm. if you are giving them technology and the kid doesn't, you know, um, I'm not against technology at all, uh, but if your son uh, or your daughter uh, cannot control that technology, you know, they are not ready for it. So uh, you you will have to rethink what are you doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my, you know, this was quite a while ago because my daughter is now in, in, at the university. But when she was in um, in middle school, uh, everybody, you know, when my older kids were in middle school, they both shared a phone. So that the situation back then. And then when she was in, in middle school, she's the fourth one. Everybody had iPhone. Mm. Okay. Not, not, not even the flip phone. Everybody had an iPhone. And uh, my daughter was the only one that didn't have an iPhone. And uh, that made her, you know, go against the current, right? Yeah. That, you know, uh, you know, built fortitude in her. And she, um, and she said, you know, everybody has an f- iPhone, mom, but I don't think I can have one because I am not sure that I will be able to control it. Mm. She was the one that told me, okay? Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's not because, you know, I am special or she's special. No, it's because, you know, she she had she realized because of how she has been raised mm-hmm. that she wasn't able to handle the phone. And when she was ready, she told me, well, now I think I can. Mm-hmm. Or my other kids, for example, they they used it in, in they use their phone. The, my two younger boys, they use their phone in black and white, for mm-hmm. example. Mm-hmm. And one of them has it in do not disturb all the time, which is pretty annoying for the mom, right? So uh, you want to reach them and they won't answer. So anyway, but, uh, and it's not because I told them to do that mm-hmm. or or why, why didn't you, you know, why don't you have a, I realized, you know, quite a, uh, later in that they, one of them didn't have any um, social apps and I said, why don't you have them? And she said, he said, did anybody tell you? Because I hadn't told him at all and my husband either. And, you know, he says, no, mom, I realized because I saw how much time my friends, you know, wasted with, with the social media. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, um, not just to give the examples of my children, but you did ask about that. How 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 can you tell you know when they're when they're you know um, have a well formed will and, and and a malformed will? And the ones that are uh, malformed will, you know, they are the ones that are giving into everything and their travel. And 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 at this point, they are they are they are having an, an issue, mm-hmm. uh, an addiction issue with technology. Yeah. And I see that a lot. I can see it in their eyes. I can see it in their eyes. We invite people over and some kids say, you know, we invite people. We have a, we have a nice um, property out in the country and, uh, you know, gorgeous place, you know, outdoor nature. And some kids come with like that, you know, looking, you know, looking bored. And they say, mom, I'm bored. It's like, what? How can you be bored? You know? Right. No, I'm bored, and then they sneak in and grab their mom's phone, and then some others that that come and 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 have a you know twinkle in their eyes. They're helpful. They're thankful. They 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 enjoy everything. So that's a pleasure. So I mean, you can immediately tell. Yeah. Yeah. You can immediately tell. 
It's true. This is making me think. So I run a, a summer camp over the summertime um, for middle school kids. And it is very true. Like you see the kids who are like happy to wait in line to get a snack or to get food, like to get lunch. And the kids who cut other people because like they can't not have lunch right mm-hmm. away. Exactly. Well, it's just a matter of this. Like they haven't had that delayed gratification. They haven't had been trained in kind of that fortitude. And as a and result- then they give in to all this, all sort of things. I mean, it, it's like, a, it's like a, I mean, very easy. So people that, that ask me, so what can I do? You know, uh, my, my son is like that. Or, you know, for example, we don't even uh, do anything with their phones at night. You know, everybody just bring the phone to my room at night. And, you know, no, we don't do that. We don't have those kind of rules. Mm-hmm. And I am certain that my kids, you know, do not, are not on the phones all the, night, all the time. I told you they have it in black and white. They don't use. But at the same time, I say, you know, how important it is to, to, to raise them well so you don't have all those issues. Sure. Okay. So when they ask me, you know, oh, should we have any rules? And I say, well, from, you know, from my experience, I don't go, you know, with any rules. Mm. For the most part, we don't have, this is not a house full of rules. We allow them freedom and and, and exercise their freedom responsibly. So, mm-hmm. um, but I, but I don't suggest this to everybody because if you haven't raised your kids like that, mm-hmm. you know, you have to put rules at some point, sure. but that's what, what is this, what, what's the advantage of raising them well since the beginning? Sure. Okay. You allow them to, um, you know, to, to, you know, exercise their, their freedom and you are not, you know, having a, you know, a list of rules that you have to make yeah. them go with. No, that's great. Okay. I'm up for success so much later in life as well. Exactly. Totally. Have totally. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what are some of the pitfalls that parents kind of run into when they're attempting to kind of form the will of their children? Like what are some of the roadblocks or things that like mm, they struggle with? So, um, I think that, uh, some of the things that they can struggle with is that they themselves lack authority oh, as, okay. as parents. The topic of authority is a huge one that it will be good to discuss at some other time because it really, it really is important. The parents do not have authority. So if they don't have authority, they, they fall in, most likely they will fall into permissiveness. Mm. Uh, the, the, uh, the counterpart of that is authoritarianism mm-hmm. that there are some parents that can be very authoritarian and, and that's, that's not good either okay so you have to exercise an authoritative, authoritative parenting so um, that is one of the, one of the things uh, of the pitfalls I would say and another one is sometimes that the parents uh, have you know, don't have the virtues themselves. Mm. They are lacking the virtues themselves. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so to, to uh, what do I mean by this? We do not have to be perfect sure. as parents. Well, we know we are not, mm-hmm. uh, but the kids have to see us that we are struggling mm-hmm. to become better persons ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when they see that, you know, that we are also struggling it's it's that the that is what i mean by educating by example okay so if you don't have the virtues of order but you're struggling to to achieve it you know and you can and you can um 
you know, you can form, you know, you can really do like a, an action plan and work with your, with one of your children in this. Okay. This is what we're str- I am struggling with you also. Why don't we, you know, come up with a plan and what would be the motivation and the goal and all that. So, um, so that, I think that is one of the pitfalls that they, if the parents do not have the virtues, it's very difficult to, to give what you do not have. Mm-hmm. So I would say start by working on acquiring the virtues yourself. And this brings me, I know we, we don't have much time, but this brings me to this uh, wonderful, um, you know, educator and speaker, which is called Steve Markle. Mm. Uh, he developed a program, uh, Families of Characters, uh, and he uh, tells about, you know, his personal story mm-hmm. that I can tell it to you. I, I always probably, I mean, he, of course he tells it much better, but, you know, to make the long story short is that he realized that when his kids were older, mm-hmm. that he couldn't, uh, that they, they, you know, they were not practicing their faith, that they were not, you know, um, you know, they were not doing what they were supposed to do. And it was because he had outsourced and his wife had outsourced the education to wonderful schools and, and sports programs. Mm-hmm. And they were not living the virtues themselves. So when he started, you know, living the virtues, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with his wife, mm-hmm. the kids, I mean, they, they, they picked it up. They looked at him, they looked at them and said, what, what's going on? We want to, to, to be. And slowly they, they, their kids, you know, mm-hmm. you know, started to, to come back. And, um, and anyway, so it, it, it's a great, exa- it's a great way to tell you that, you know, how, uh, if you do not leave the virtues yourself, it's very difficult for your for your kids to leave them. So, mm-hmm. so first of all, you know you have to uh, educate by example. Yeah. Okay, that's great. And we've actually had um, Jordan Langdon on, who's part of Families of Character, for a couple episodes previously, and she's talked okay. a little bit about that. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay, so before we end. Any top tips or suggestions you have for parents as they begin to kind of, I don't know, launch into this and try and navigate it with their children? Yeah, so I was thinking that um, one of the things that that um, when, when you want to start, you know, okay, let, let's let's start with the virtue of order. What do I do? But you have to think that you have to be very demanding um, in few things. Mm. Do not be, we, we try to do the opposite. You know, we, we, we try to, we are, we want to be either we don't demand in anything or we want to demand in everything. So, so be very demanding in few things okay. and also not demand many things at the same time. Mm. And we, we mothers are experts at that. You, we expect our kids to do, you know, 10 things, you know, uh, you know, perfectly right away. No, mm. we have to, you know, not demand many things at the same time. So um, anyway, basically, those are the, the, the two things that, that um, I would suggest the parents to, to start with and, and keep in mind, you know, when educating in, in virtue. And also, I would say, I would say that um, as David Isaacs, which is a British educator, would say, is you have to, when the kids are young, you have to educate in the doing, making mm-hmm. them do things. Okay, that's how you acquire the the virtue by repeating, you know, good acts. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, and when they're older, you educating you educate in thinking. So you make them think why you have to do this, and mm-hmm. you know, explain to them. It's not that you know you are gonna to the eighty year old you're gonna explain all your your motives. Sometimes mm-hmm. they have to obey because because they they have to. But but it's important so that they see what what the end of doing something is, you know, why we, we need, we are doing this 
So explaining them the why, and sometimes parents are not very good at explaining. Mm. And I think verbalizing is very important. Okay. Mm. And then, so those, so those two things, basically educating the doing in the, in the, in thinking, but also it is important um, to have always in mind and to this, I, with this, I will end that uh, doing things well, being good uh, is a price in itself. Mm. Uh, it is the joy of having done something good. So mm-hmm. you don't have to uh, give them a, you know, a sticker or a, you're a lollipop as a reward. No, when, when they do these things that require effort, when they, 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 mow the the lawn or they trim the bushes and 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 they see well this looks nice actually and they you you feel satisfied because you know you experience that yourself when you do it so the kids experience it too so um that is i think it's a good message to to transmit that doing things well it's you know is good in itself it's and it's the joy of of having done something good so um so yeah with that i i think that i gave I you plenty of, of tips yeah more so, and more than no okay so i think this was great a great conversation on really helping these parents form the wills of their children um if people want to find you online or whatnot how can they do that well i have a, web, a website that is pilarcaranti.com and uh, there they can reach and they can reach me for sure um great. yeah so that, that, that would be the best way. Wonderful. Okay. And I noticed you have an upcoming class, an online class on this exact topic, right? In October, is that still happening? Well, I had, a, that that a, happened a, during the pandemic, actually, a couple of years ago. But that, and a new one is in the works with right. some new couple, new families here in, in, the, in this area. Okay, wonderful. Okay. So we'll be on the lookout for that. And I'll share... Um, the URL to your website in the show notes so people can get a hold of that. So Okay, wonderful. Conversation. No, thank you, Katie. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ferris Love Shrine podcast. If you enjoyed it, we'd love for you to share the episode with family and friends and visit us at ferrislovshrine.org to learn more about the project.